Welcome to the Anything for Sports podcast. My name is Drew Jackson. We have CJ Shaw and Coach Clark from Hobby High School on the podcast with us today. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you for So before we get started, I want to give CJ a proper introduction and kind of go over some of his accolades and accomplishments. Uh, he is a back-to-back 4A state champion, a 2022-2023 Nevada Prep Hoops 4A Lake Player of the Year. He's a first-team All-American, hangouts All-American, has career-high 42 points, I received player of the game 14 times in the 2021-2022 season. He scored 1,039 points in his first two seasons at Mojave as a freshman and sophomore. He averages 19.6 points in both of those seasons. He was a Gatorade Player of the Year nominee, a 4A Player of the Year, and currently ranked number three in prep hoops rankings. It's quite the list. I know. It's two. Leave anything out? It's two now. I still thought I started at two and three. No, you started at like five. Four. So we've moved up a little bit. So yeah. we'll delighted at Bennett Post. We'll make Not sure one, yeah. We want to make sure that we're reflecting these these rankings correctly. Uh, how are you guys both doing today? We're good. Good day, Evan. Good to have you guys on. And thank you guys for joining. Um, so I want to jump right into it. You know, we really want to cover you guys and help with not only exposure, but talking about the Mojave platform, talking about Coach Clark as an individual, the program that he's built in his years at Mojave, um, the back-to-back state championships, kind of the culture that surrounds that entire program and school, and then really focus on CJ um, and his growth. You know, going into your junior year now, I really want to highlight, you know, the different points that brought you here and talk about some of those things and, you know, what you see for yourself next. So before we get into any of that, I want to go all the way back and kind of start at the beginning. CJ, we'll start with you. You know, really looking to get a little bit of information about your background and how you got here, where things started, um, and kind of focusing on you as a Las Vegas native. You know, growing up here, um, I know that both of your parents played basketball. I heard your dad was pretty decent in high school. Yeah, it was cool. So tell me a little bit about growing up in a in a family, in a household of basketball players and, and what that meant to you. Uh, it was nice, but that wasn't my first sport. It was like football, but then it got like, way too hot to play football so then the gym and then i just loved getting it okay and so did your parents push you into basketball did they kind of help bold you along the way no i just started on my own you started out your own was there anything that really prompted that did you have aspirations did you have any influences or you know different athletes that you watch that kind of gave you the idea follow like all their footsteps and it's like watching like basketball and YouTube and all that stuff, slam highlights, all that. Okay. So that was exciting. So you were like, Hey, I need one of those mixtapes. Yeah. Okay. Um, coach Clark for you kind of looking at early in your career, take me through your journey. I mean, getting to back to back for state championships. I mean, it's a long road to get to that point. Yeah. It's a very long road. Very, very long road. Um, I guess it's kind of full circle with being born in Las Vegas. Uh, then uh, when a deaf in a family moved to like Oklahoma, told up my wife, well, my grandfather, he was in the military. That's how he got there. But he's actually from Dayton, Ohio. So like my first, like, you know, bitty ball was like Tulsa, Oklahoma. And then we ended up moving to like uh, Dayton, Ohio, where my mom's side of the family is from. And then we started playing, uh, started playing for a team called Dayton Mohawks. So it was kind of like, like iconic in Dayton, Ohio, like all the, good young athletes go there. I started playing like in the YMCA league and kind of doing very well. And they came and like got me and put me on the Dayton Mohawks team. It was like kind of the first traveling team. Um, 
in Ohio, you go Kentucky, you kind of go to the AU Nationals and stuff like that. And it's kind of like a, a a whole a whole journey out there. Like basketball, nothing to do in Ohio really, but play sports stuff. So of course I play other sports. I play baseball, football, a little bit of everything. Um, but fell in love with basketball very so talk to me about your journey at Mojave. I'm sure you didn't jump in. It was just take the role of head coach right away. You know, work your way up. No, I mean, as far as in coaching, um, it just even getting to Mojave was a journey. Like I started out like just coaching camp. Like my first camp coaching was like uh, Sequoia Holmes, who actually went to Mojave. It's kind of her jersey's retired at Mojave. She had a she used to have camps at Mojave um, annually. So I started doing that. And then went into the to the Tark Leagues and find my way and just making making relationships and um a guy named Adam Shorts had got the job uh, at Mojave, I would say like two thousand fifteen or sixteen and needed a freshman coach. So I heard about it and you know, and I started from there coaching freshman, coaching uh, NBA draftee Maxwell Lewis was on my freshman team. So at, at Mojave High School. You guys were pretty nice back then. Yeah, I think we only lost like Two or three games with with, with, with Max, um, very very special player. CJ, kind of proceeding on your journey, you know, looking at where you're at now, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit and speak to kind of a day in the life, you know, what it takes to become an athlete like yourself. What does that day to day training regimen look like? What does your typical day look like in the season, off season? Take us through that a little bit. Oh, uh, the gym every day, stretch, water way road and just working on your craft every day are there special things that you focus on special things you like to do are there certain things that kind of keep you motivated and going i can say i my family i could say my teammates they motivate me to keep going coaches coach clark you know when i think of day-to-day training for you i'm thinking of those instagram stories of the boys outside and basically the crack of dawn running hills and so talk to me about like what that preparation looks like for you guys going up to the season. You know, how do you guys not only mentally but kind of physically prepare for that road? Um, I guess it all starts with like just connecting with my guys, um, connecting with the with the with the athletes, student athletes. It's kind of like I, I really focus on what they tell me. So it's like a thing that they have to do to be a part of the program. They fill out this list about what they want to do with with basketball, stuff, what's their goals, what's their future. So it's kind of like if that's what you want to do. In my experiences, this is what you need to leave out of how work everyone. So when you see that stuff on Instagram, it's kind of like I'm researching, I'm planning. I, I go to all of the trainers in the city from from especially like Forge Performance. I talk to him a lot about how to get my guys ready. You know, what's the what's some what's what's the tricks? What's the what do we have some advantages? So like when you see that stuff, it's really been studied and researched on what you need to do. And some of it is just you know, old school horror work. You know, we have a, we have all the old like pig iron in our weight room. It's like real, like plates are real heavy. Like it's a different kind of 45 pound weight. It's not the plastic stuff. So uh, we do, we do a lot of work. So it's kind of like the process of just pushing them to pass them in the door and making them do things that they don't want to do, but they, they, you know, they see the rewards for it. So that's kind of what it's about. So the CJ talked to me about what the experience has been like and the joining Mojave. Got two state championships in your first two years. Obviously, that preparation has helped you kind of reach those heights. You know, what is it like going through Coach Clark's training programs? How is that first coming, you know, going from your eighth grade year, which is probably a little bit less intense, to to year number one, where he's just like, hey, we're here now? Um, very hard. 
was definitely hard. All the running, weight run, unnecessary place that he put on the thing. Um, but I, I see it works out. So keep doing it like that. Um, so Coach Clark, want to talk a little bit about the career and looking at kind of career highlights. You know, two back-to-back state championships. You know, coming into the next season, looking for number three, going for a three-peat. Talk to me about what it was like getting that first one, what it was like going back to bat, and now what you're looking forward to in this upcoming year. Um, I guess like at the beginning, it was like, you know, you'd have all the the writers and, you know, the talk and stuff. And it came, it was our time to talk. It was just like, well, well, why not? That's right. We're in the gym every day. We're putting the work in and we want it, you know. So the first year was just kind of like, it was like, why not us, right? Um, like all the writers, no one really had us. Number one, number two, you know, we had guys that were there were rewarded one, number two, definitely deserved it. Um, but, you know, we just figured, you know, that first year just, we had nothing to lose, but, you know, we also felt like we had a very good, very good team, very good chance. We were playing good. We were we were working hard every day, six, two practices a day sometimes just to, just to catch the curve. We was a very young team, you know, very young. Uh, no varsity experience that year. Like no one had ever played varsity. They had came from the cold. They hit it, and they were just all young. So it was just you know that first year was it meant a lot. It was the first one ever in um, in my hobby high school. Uh, they had they had went to state one with Anthony Marshall was there and Dante pulled that group. Dorian Norris, Darren Norris. Um, they lost to Luke Babib in 07. But just to give those guys like we have a great alumni um, support. So. Just give those guys, you know, um, the state championship as well was very important to us. But and then the second year, you know, it was again like we had the had the exact same team, so we returned everybody. So it kind of like, you know, it was ours. We felt like it was ours to lose. We claimed it from the beginning, and you know, it was planning to go back to back. So that's we just went and went and did it. So I know, you know, talking about career highlights, I think it's easy to focus on the basketball side, the accomplishments that you guys have there. But, you know, as a coach yourself, trying to build young men, I'm trying to get them ready for the next level. When you look at things from an academic perspective, um, I know this team for you definitely stayed out in that area as well. Tell me a little bit about prepping them for that and kind of where they are in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's about, you know, being a student first, right? Where where this is a scholastic sport. So, um, we 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 pushed it this year. Uh, our GPA we wanted to 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 be on the team. You had to have a three If not, you know we were on on probation. Like I think the the state level is two So last year we did two point five, and nobody like from from freshman all the way up to varsity, nobody struggled with getting the two point five. So this year I was like, okay, well whatever limits we give them, that's the limit they're gonna gonna take. So I put it to three point oh, and I want to say about ninety five percent of them. Mostly of them had the, the 3.0, you know, so we ended up having like a QM GPA of like 3.2 or something. Of course, I got like two or three kids on this team, on the team that are highest college, they had like a 4.9, 4.5, you know, which helps our overall GPA. But, uh, you know, just as a Nevada student, if you can uh, maintain the 3.0 or higher, you get a Millennium Scholarship. So you get the scholarship to go to, you know, schools in the Nevada area. But uh, it's just give them like an option to go to school for for free or mostly paid for if it's basketball or academics you have that opportunity so that's kind of the that was the point of that this year talk to me a little bit about you know raising that that from that minimum level of 2.5 to 3.0 especially 
you know, with the recent article coming out of the review journal about graduation rates in yeah. Las Vegas, you know, why is that so important to you to like build that culture and start that, you know, set that boundary high? Yeah, we just, we just, I mean, what you expect the kids to do is what they're going to give you, right? What we, what we, uh, what we allow them to do, they're going to get away with it. So we just kind of just push them as far as they can possibly be pushed. Like it's not, I'm not saying it's easy or, or it's hard, but you'll never know if you don't push the kids to, to their limits, right? If we, if we let them take the easy way out, most kids are going to take the easy way out, you know. So we just got to push them. It's going to be uncomfortable for both. It's going to be. It's definitely work for adults. We can't be lazy adults for, for the future of the world. You know, not just America, but the world is a global world now. So these are these guys are the future of the world. Uh, basketball is such a, a short span of life. So by the time they're thirty or forty, they they may understand what Coach Clark was doing and, and staff were doing and why why it was so important just to do. I say, honestly, I mean, three is kind of the minimum any book day, right? In my eyes, you know what I'm saying. So just making them raise their expectations, like some of them just really just are surprised they got a three point oh. you can do it. And you know, next year it's three point five. I don't, I don't know yet. So you know, it's it's there though. BJ, talk to me about that life of student athlete. You know, what does it take to? You kind of talked about some of the trainings, keeping yourself ready in the basketball space. How do you kind of balance school and basketball life? Um, it is very challenging doing homework and having practice on the same day, but most of the time I just do it in the classroom. Teacher will stay after class at his class, so instead of going to his class, I go to that class. So it just it helps a lot. So when you're kind of looking at your career, we kind of list out a number of your accomplishments at the beginning. When you kind of look at that big laundry list, is there anything that sticks out for you? There anything that's like, hey, that was the most important, or, you know, something that feels really special. I'd probably say the back-to-back state champ because that's very special. So I think that's a that's a good segue and a good moment. You know, going freshly sophomore year, back-to-back state championships, I'm going to look down at my stats really quickly. First year, we had 26 points, four rebounds, three steals. Again, that's as a freshman. Second year, 35 points, eight rebounds, and four steals. So we took a jump, pretty big jump in each category. Talk to me about that growth that you felt, you know, over the over that year. Well, my dad always told me it's always like always have to increase. Like I set a high standard for myself, so it's no reason to go back down. So I just have to keep keep getting better. So Coach Clark talked to me about freshman year, getting a player like CJ. You know, what were your first thoughts for the team, for the program, and then how did you kind of attack that once you really started to see how special he was? Um, well, I guess it's like a. When I seen him, I seen him young because uh, he played for the Seattle Bulls, which is a local area area team. So I seen him growing up, and I seen him at Cram, um, just playing. I seen him developing very well. So they're like, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a piece. He's my style of player, um, fast, you know, good in transition. He plays defense. He just, he just fit what what we do. Uh, and then he had a little growth spurt. So I'm like, yeah, I kind of, you know, see, you know, I'm pretty sure he has a lot of choices. So it was just more of something. Um, I think he was kind of like below the radar, but I seen it like my he's the one. So it was kind of like you know you're zone for school, you're in the area, you know, just give my be a look, you know, and and let's see what happens. So you know, we started started um, the summer process. He played in some of our fall summer leagues and fall leagues, and it just was a good fit. So I mean, you get a you get a player like that, it's just tough. Uh, I guess what um, John Wooten says, you've got to have a, a horse in the race, you know. So. Uh, he's definitely, uh, definitely a, a key piece to what we do. Um, he just finds the, this is you know a, a dream coach, a dream player for for a coach. You know he's going to do everything right. He's going to be here every day. He's going to uh, 
play as hard as he can and he wants to win. Like we want winners as coaches, so he's definitely a winner. So when you're talking about career accomplishments, I think back-to-back state titles, pretty impressive. Um, but I know you mentioned earlier, again, getting the boys to the next level, you know, yeah. getting, the, getting the full ride, getting the scholarship, you know. How important is that to you on the journey? What does that mean when you do see kind of those fruits of your labor yeah. kind of that point? I guess it's just understanding being older and, and being a mentor to these kids, just getting them to understand how important a free education is, right? Starting out uh, going into the world debt-free and being able to have education to get, you know, the job or career that you want. If it's not a job, if it's, you know, entrepreneurship, whatever it is you want, you can do it and you starting out debt-free. It's very important. You can use this basketball to, to go get things. Just, this is very important for that and, you know, it's just uh, trying to benefit them in the long run in, in life. Like I say, basketball is such a short, short span. So it's just take advantage of the advantage of the time while you have it. So CJ, for you, you know, two years in the high school career so far, short amount of time, but major accomplishments already that you have, and now kind of get into that point where you're starting to see some of that success and kind of gathering some buzz, getting some interest from some colleges. Um, you know, how does that feel now? Getting some of that attention and being able to see kind of that hard work pay off where you kind of have some eyes on, you know? Uh, I don't really put much to attention to it. Just keep doing me and I guess I'll keep going up. So let's talk about that. What is, what is up for CJ? Where do we go from here? What are we, you know, when we look at, you know, some people talk about a five-year plan and, you know, when you're looking at those next accomplishments or you're setting that goal for that standard of, of okay, it, 25 points in the first day championship, I'm 30 plus points in the second. Yeah, I'm looking to go for a three-P. Like, do you have kind of a list of goals where you're kind of looking to get to? Uh, first, I say three-P. Then I need to get ESPN rankings. Um, and then I like to go to like all the camps, like McDonald's, all the Meriden, Top 100, like those to like see what it's about. So just coming off of a pretty good performance at section seven, um, you know, wanted to talk about kind of what that looks like. Again, that experience of playing in front of all those coaches, especially after your second state championship title, you know, we were there kind of capturing and, and covering the events and could really feel and hear the buzz around, um, and from a lot of the coaches about you, you know, talk to me about that journey and, you know, now starting to kind of receive some of those offers from some schools what that's like and kind of what you're looking to do with that and where you're looking to take that. And again, you know, and this is kind of just the beginning. Yeah. Um, during that section seven time, I knew we worked hard for everything we did. Um, so I, I did good. All right. Uh, it's just, I, I vote more interest coming in. Hey, yeah. So close card to your thoughts. You got a dinner plate here. It's starting to fill up. So, what what are our, what are our goals for CJ? Where do we want to see him get to? Um, well, and locally, just for 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 the state. I mean, aside from him winning, winning the state, of course, that's the that's always the the goal um, winning. But individually, for him, I want him to go for that get right player of the year this year. I mean, especially with so much movement going around in the city, uh, he's going to probably be um, the top kid this year, right? Just one of the top kids, and you know, just. I know winning will put a staple on that, and and he just does what he does: uh, stay healthy, keep working, get stronger, get bigger, and and just play his role on the team. He'll that's that's the main goal for him. It's just get a right player in the head. Well, CJ, I mentioned, or you mentioned at the beginning, you know, was a it was a good honor to be a nominee. What would it mean to you to actually win 
that award, get that Gatorade Light of the Year. It went a lot. Um, nominee for like, they were like super close. So now I know like I'm getting closer to the step and getting it actually. I feel a lot better. Kind of sticking on kind of goals and aspirations, getting moving a little way basketball as a sport for Coach Clark, for you. You know, we kind of talked a little bit about the program, the culture you're building. Talk to me a little bit about that from a program and a school perspective, like what you're looking to build over there, kind of the the legacy that you've put together already and, you know, kind of leaving your mark in, in that environment. Yeah, I mean, just being from the area, uh, having Mojave as my, my old school growing up, um, it was just, it's just important for, for me to leave that state. Like for me, um, like before I came, you know, legacy was even built. It was Cheyenne Mojave was, was the bad one, you know, where I was living at, I was old for, for, for Mojave, even though a lot of my friends were going to Cheyenne and stuff, it was just kind of like, it's just, it just means something to me. Like me being a coach and, uh, never losing to Mojave is, is I mean, ever losing to Cheyenne at Mojave is, was, is important to me right now. So. I don't, I don't want that to happen, no time so. Uh, but just having that rivalry, having those kind of things build up, being the best team in North Las Vegas, uh, having the most state championships in North Las Vegas, like in our area, just it's just keeping keep that competitive fire alive, building our area back up to to uh, to back into this headache. Uh, and it just it's just important, you know. Um, like I said, it's a part of our part of our community. Build our community up. Um, when the basketball is going good, when sports are going good, our kids want to be involved. Want to stay positive. You know, it's good for the community. More, the games are filling back up. Uh, it used to be walking, not walking, no standing room, all these some of those games back in the day. So we're trying to build that back up. Um, it's a little different with social media and times like that, but it's also better as well because it's, it's a lot of people get to see it. So they're you know, just putting putting my hobby back on the map, making it important. Um, uh, changing the narrative, you know, um, changing the culture, creating a great culture. It's a great place to be, great place. To, obviously, it's a great place to play. Um, and, and we have fun and we, and we, you know, we motivate each other and we put each other up for, for greatness, right? If you look at our, our shorts on our uniform, it says be great on it because that's, you know, that's, uh, that's what we, you know, teach people to do is just to be great every day. So great people, great, great athletes. So CJ, for you, Coach talked a little bit about building that external community, but let's talk about intern. So your family, you know, the, your support system and what kind of brought you here. Talk to me a little bit about kind of the people that report to you, your mentors and, you know, the people that help CJ show on to the, the young man he is today. Um, I say all the coaches, like Harvey coaches, Big Sweet coaches, Sam Bulls coaches. But I was actually my family members, they support, gave me great advice. Coach Clark from a coaching perspective, um, is there anyone special that's kind of left an imprint on you that kind of helped build early Coach Clark into you know the man that he is today? Yeah, I mean, really, a lot of a lot of coaches have. Um, like when I got the head job, or I just building my my mental about coaching uh, was like Ennis Wesley. Ennis Wesley, um, when I was at Tark, at Tark, I used to coach at Tark. Um, he he helped me out. He taught me about like practice plans and things like that. Cause at first I was just doing what I did and, you know, a little bit of college and a little bit of high school, I was just putting it together and, you know, just winging it. You know what I mean? Just, I was just, uh, I just hoop. So it's kind of like, I didn't worry about practice plans. So he taught me about more structure. Uh, also when I got the head job, I used to talk to Trevor, Trevor Diggs, uh, coach Diggs. Uh, he was UNLV basketball player and he was a coach at, uh, at Agassiz when they came to democracy prep. He's, 
he had what at least about at least four wings. So he and he was you know lower level team playing up you know underdog. So it's kind of like you know he gave a lot of advice uh, and just you know it was the B Langs the the um, Coach Dolphor like this Jamar Clark you know with uh, BFB they they gave me a lot of a lot of gy- a lot of gyms as well. Um, and of course now like just growing and building new relationships with um with Coach Rice and Coach Coffin, they, they they give me a lot of a lot of stuff now too. And then doing it in the AAU world with with, with Sitter, um Coach Juju, where my friends uh, moved from Seattle Bulls, they like we I just use everybody that I possibly can. Uh James from the Punishers, he helped me out a lot. Um as far as getting into uh, getting to the high school stuff, getting my kids out there, letting them play. So I try to use everybody. I try to just use the whole basketball community as much as possible, and you know, learn from everyone and just learn. You, know, you see me on the out there on the circuit, just talking to everybody that I possibly can. So that's just what I what I do. So. CJ, for you, um, with your background and kind of coming up in the space now, being a leader in the space, not only for your for your team but for the younger community coming up. That's looking at a CJ Shaw and saying, I'm, "I want to win two state championships. I want to." score 30 points a game you know a lot of them don't get to see the hard work and the time that you put in um what would your message be to either a young cj shaw or kind of the kids that are looking to you for inspiration and how they can continue to grow and kind of get to the you know reach some of the level heights that you've gotten to i would say always being confident if you're confident you do whatever you want you just stay focused in the game of school what helps cj shaw's confidence what what gives you that confidence um I say, like, coaches and teammates believing in me and letting me just do what I do. So coming off two back-to-back 4A state championships, there was a little movement in the city and realignment that happened, and you guys got bumped up to the 5A division. Talk to me a little bit about what it's going to take, Coach Clark, to win your third championship in a row, but also your first 5A championship. Um, I don't, I don't know. Right. I mean, we've we've had a we've had a five A schedule. Anyway, I think one thing we haven't played is um, Coronado and Liberty. We haven't we haven't played them yet. But outside of everybody else, we've played them, um, competed or or beat um, close game with the, with some. Uh, I think Gorin kind of pretty much gave us gave us a lot to handle. But we got to feel it. You know, we felt it. We seen where we are. Do I feel like we could have played that we can play in it? Yeah, I feel like we could have played it in the last two years before the realignment. But, you know, will we have won the championship? Maybe, maybe not. But we did have gave ourselves a chance. I would say just give us a give us a chance to give yourself a chance to win, you know. So just get there and see what happens. You know, you gotta you gotta play. You know, you gotta play. So it's it's gonna be competitive. We want to we want to be as competitive as possible. That's why I always um reached out to schedule those games, even when we're not five eight. Uh but we're we're gonna be we're gonna be ready. We're definitely going to be ready. CJ, you've been in the space with 5A players. You've played amongst all top players in the city. Um, you've been playing and doing really well on the Nike UIBL circuit. You ready for the 5A division? Yeah, I think I'm ready. Been playing the same players for a couple of years now. I think I'll be, be cool. So, CJ, now that you guys are kind of joining the 5A division, do you feel like you guys are a little bit of an underdog, possibly overlooked? How are you going to take the approach to really attack and to show people, hey, we didn't just win two 4A championships. Like, we're playing at the same high level 
it's 5 a.m. You guys are going to have to get food there. Who knows that food think we're overlooked because we don't have that big that everyone else has. But we always, we always work harder than them. So I think that we'll have a great chance of winning. Coach, any question for you? You hear the whispers. You hear the 4A, 5A talk. You guys are here now. You know, well, what's it going to take to bring a 5A championship? And are you ready? Yeah, we're definitely ready. I mean, I've already been kind of kind of prepared for it. Um, you know, just playing chess, not checkers right now. Uh, I got a got a ringer with me. You know, uh, he's been helping me out, giving me some a lot of ideas, a lot of a lot of adjustments, and you know, just just helping me out a lot, giving me a lot of information, a lot of a lot of new tools I can use at the next level under play, harder harder talent. Um, most talk of the difference is, you know, you just can't have anybody on the floor that can't do everything at the next level. You can't have any weak spots. Everyone's going to attack your weak spots. You know, it's, it's like I said, again, it's, it's chess at the next level. So everybody wants to win. So, you know, uh, everybody thinks 5A is up in the air. Um, but, you know, we wanted to favor in our way right now. So we'll be we're, we're ready. So, CJ, from your perspective, what's the number one thing that you personally are going to have to or need to do this year to take it to that next level and, and capture that 5 8 championship. I would definitely say defense. Defense is the main goal and locking down shots. Kind of looking at this 5 8 championship, you have to kind of pinpoint one major area of focus, one thing that you're really going to hone in on, uh, kind of a point of emphasis to, to take home the championship. Yeah, I mean, like Zayson like said, defense, but he knows that's like a, a non-negotiable for us. So it's going to be more so just, just the team win. Um, just everybody on the same page um, and understanding the, the, the game plans every every day, every day of practice, not taking no days off. And, you know, listening to the person that's mentoring me right now for the process and helping me out with the process and, you know, building with that. If you had a message out there for the rest of the 5A division, what would it be? Just we here, really. We here. That's that's the message. We here. Well, you know, it got to be something to be dealt with, you know. We're definitely here now. All right. You guys heard it from Coach Clark and CJ Shaw. You agree? I agree. What we get? <laughs> so that's going to wrap up episode number one of the Anything for Sports podcast. I want to thank you guys both for being here. Um, I think this was a great conversation. I think it's really going to help kind of give people some insights, information on CJU as a player, the Mojave program for people that don't know, that should already know. Um, and again, I want to thank you guys for being here and I look forward to watching you guys this year and Hey, let's make some magic happen.